Welcome back to Unsafe Space, everyone. If you're watching this, it means our YouTube suspension is over, at least for now. And once again, we are able to communicate with uh, our community on our main channel. I made this short video to explain to our audience, and actually to any YouTube wrong thinkers who have channels, how and allegedly why YouTube suspended us in the first place, how someone at YouTube gamed the system to keep us suspended for longer than they were supposed to, and how you can avoid, or at least mitigate, uh, this particular form of suspension uh, and harassment on your own channel. So first, as a reminder, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to Unsafe Space. It's also a good idea to visit unsafespace.com and sign up to our mailing list so we can let you know where to find us uh, as we do our best to evade big tech censors. Uh, and please consider supporting us financially as well by visiting unsafespace.com slash donate. Uh, it's only through the generous support of our community that Carrie and I can uh, continue to fight for the philosophical foundations upon which Western civilization is built. So let's dive in. In order to, to understand uh, YouTube's shamelessly dishonest behavior here, you first need to understand uh, the basics of the YouTube strike system. So let's just take a look at it. The YouTube strike system is is based on a three strikes and you're out uh, standard with one warning. And this is this is I'm referring specifically now to the community guidelines, not copyright strikes. So when it comes to this, it's a three strikes and you're out system and you get one warning. Now, the first time you violate the guidelines, you get a warning. Nothing happens to you, though. Uh, but that warning does remain on your channel forever, so you can never get rid of it after the first warning. The second time you violate, uh, violate the guidelines, it counts as your first strike. And this puts you in YouTube jail for one week, um, although dishonest actors at YouTube can actually extend that indefinitely, which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, they did extend ours uh, for about half a week. If you violate the guidelines another time, uh, you can get thrown in YouTube jail for two weeks. And then if you do it a third time, third time, your channel gets permanently deleted. Now, uh, while you're in YouTube jail, you basically can't, you can't really do anything. You can see this list here. You basically can't do anything. You can't upload videos, you can't live stream, you can't edit playlists, you can't even tell your community that you're in YouTube jail uh, by posting on the community page. You can do nothing. Uh, to your subscribers, it just looks like you fell off the face of the earth with no warning, no explanation, you're gone. Now, you, you might find some solace in two seemingly reasonable remedies here. One of them is that you can appeal these. Uh, you can appeal your warning and you can appeal your strikes. The other one is that strikes um, only remain on your channel for 90 days. And then they're supposed to disappear uh, after the 90-day period. So supposedly, this prevents strikes from accumulating too quickly uh, and getting your channel deleted just because uh, you occasionally make an innocent error and violate the community guidelines. And it might sound like that's how could you innocently violate community guidelines, but violating those guidelines, especially as interpreted by people who might hate you at YouTube, can certainly be done innocently, mistakenly. I'll explain that in a minute. So, but in practice, these two remedies, this this idea that you can appeal and that you have a 90-day expiration date on your strikes, they're actually pretty useless, uh, those two things, because YouTube is under no obligation 
to actually respond to your appeal in the first place in any particular time frame whatsoever. There's no time frame. In fact, if they want to, they can just sit on your appeal forever. Uh, and if they don't like you, they will, and they have sat on appeals for us. So we appealed our first warning back on September 12th. It's now over two months later. It's two months past September 12th as I'm recording this. And um, we've heard absolutely nothing from YouTube about that appeal. So the warning's just sitting there, which means that our channel is now in a, uh, a state where there is a warning. So if another violation pops up, we get a strike. And that's what happened to us. Another violation popped up and... You'll see what it is in a moment, and, and we got a strike. So even though, uh, even if YouTube, like, even though we appealed it two months ago, uh, if YouTube eventually decides that our appeal has merit and they, they overturn it and they undo the warning, it's too late for us. They've already used that warning to escalate our situation and throw us in jail for another strike um, because they took too long to resolve the warning, which, you know, what incentive do they have to resolve warnings? None. If they don't like you, they will just ignore your warning, or sorry, ignore your appeal, and let it sit there. So this is entirely at YouTube's discretion. There's zero transparency uh, in this process, by the way. So you never know where you are in the appeals process. You don't know who's assigned to review your appeal. You have no way of contacting anyone. There's not even the basic functionality that a crappy company like Comcast would have, where there's a ticketing system or a tracking system for issue tracking. You know, everyone from tiny startups to large crappy corporations use tracking numbers and issue numbers or whatever when you call customer service. There's nothing like that for YouTube. So you don't have anything you can refer to in the future saying regarding appeal A, B, C, D or one, two, three, four. Here's here's what I'm saying. Nothing. Um, it's completely opaque and there's no way to track it. So let's go over what happened to to us. Originally. I got this warning email. And as you can see, this warning email basically just says, hey, uh, this, this came in, by the way, on September 12th. And it says, I don't know if you can see September 12th anywhere. Let's see if I can zoom and move it around. There it is, September 12th at 1124 AM. And it basically says, hey, uh, you got a warning. Um, and it's for posting this link in the description of one of your videos. And and here's the link here. Now, if we visit this link, we arrive at this page. And this page, it's it's this website called Fox Movie. You can see, you know, in fairness, it's some sort of sketchy video aggregation site. There doesn't appear to be any spam anywhere or malware, and there is actually at the top of this page a DMCA notice where they describe uh, their DMCA policy. So it's like a real company, I guess. Um, but it just looks like it links to other sites. If you try and watch the movie, it will ask you to sign in and and sign up to something, right? Continue to register. So in retrospect, in fairness, this probably wasn't the best link for us to use for the movie, um, but to get us in trouble for posting the link is a little bit draconian. I doubt other channels with without wrong thinkers get in trouble for this kind of stuff, but we did a quick Google search, um, 
And this is the link that popped up at the time when we were looking for this piece of content. Um, and just a reminder, uh, Google and YouTube are owned by the same parent company, Alphabet. So Google search gave us the link, we stuck it in YouTube and proceeded to get in trouble. So regardless, we appealed this. I don't know if that appeal will work or not, but we did, <clears throat> we did appeal it. But as you can see here, the appeal is still pending. It's been over two months. And so now we're in this state where any violation would automatically count as a strike. And that is indeed uh, what happened. So on, on November 7th, we received this email. You can see the date, November 7th. This is a no. This is our strike. This is our first strike. This is a violation for a link that we pasted in our show notes back in September. <clears throat> so this show they're referring to, this video, this is from back in September. So this episode is from September, even though we received the strike on August or sorry on November seventh. So the strike is a couple months old here. Also notice from this email. I mean, you can look through this email here. There's no. There's no tracking number. There's nothing. There's nothing here. There's no, no tracking number. No, you know, nothing in the subject that was like, you know, that has a tracking number in it. It's just an email saying, it doesn't even actually say it's a strike, but it is. This is how they communicate strikes to you. So we got this email, and you know, there's none of those standard customer support tools for for, you know, <laughs> replying tracking numbers, anything like that. The process is completely opaque and you have almost no recourse here. And there's, and there's also no escalation path. There's zero escalation path. Now, this violation that they're citing here is particularly infuriating because the website that, that we linked to, this URL changed between the time that we linked to it in September and the time we received this strike. So let's take a look at it. Here's the website as it existed when we posted it. Is it legal to refuse cash payment? Is the title of this article. This is how it looked. It's an article on a legal site. It answers a question we had during the show about whether it was legal to, for businesses to accept cash payment. As you can see, there's nothing untoward about this website. It's not spam. It's not deceptive. It's not a scam. It's just a legal information site. You've got the the lawyer who wrote the article here with his picture and his law firm listed. So what happened? Well, sometime between when we posted this and November 7th, when YouTube decided to give us a strike, the site changed to this. Now, if you go to the site, uh, you see this warning, the site ahead contains malware. Now this warning didn't exist in September. So someone hacked the website or maybe intentionally modified it. We don't, we don't know. So that now there, apparently there's malware there. So if you try to visit it, you get this, this warning. Now, obviously when we shared this URL, there was not malware there. So YouTube has decided to hold us accountable for changes made to a website that we do not control after we posted a link to that website. There's nothing remotely honest or fair or in any way above board about that policy. It is retroactive. And if you ever post a link, it is impossible to guarantee that you won't violate this policy unless you own the domain uh, that you linked to. So if you, 
if YouTube enforced this standard universally, every single YouTube channel that ever includes any links to video descriptions or in their in their video descriptions would would be at risk of being in violation of this policy. Because no matter what you do, no matter what you link to, unless you own the domain, you don't have control over what happens at the domain in the future. Right? That's what they're asking. They're saying you have to control the domain in the future. You posted a link, it can't change in the future. So you could literally, you could post a link to the New York Times, uh, like a New York Times article, and someday when the New York Times finally goes out of business, which don't worry, it'll happen, uh, when they go out of business and they sell their domain name to Pornhub or someone like that, uh, you could be retroactively retroactively held accountable for linking to stuff that violates community standards on YouTube because New York Times domain has changed and the content is different now uh, than when you linked to it uh, originally. Now, obviously, this standard is unconscionable. And of course, they're never going to enforce this against the Young Turks or other lefty channels. They're just going to enforce it against people they don't like because they can get away with it. So anyway, uh, we this 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 counted as our first strike, and that meant that we were thrown in YouTube jail for a week. So we got the strike on the seventh, and that means that we should be out of jail by November fourteenth. Came in on the seventh, seven day jail time. We should be out by the fourteenth, but we weren't out by the fourteenth. Uh, why? Well, uh, I did appeal. I did appeal this because it didn't make sense to me, and I thought it, I, I didn't like this strike, obviously, for the reasons I just described. And you can see that they did get my appeal. They they recognized, they acknowledged that the appeal came in. This is, uh, let's see, on November 7th, they acknowledged, hey, we got your appeal. Okay. Well, again, as you can see, there's no tracking number or issue number, so it's just an email. There's no way to reference this appeal in the future. But here's where things get really weird. And I keep bringing up the fact that there's no tracking number because this is going to matter. This is where things start to get really weird. I heard nothing from YouTube for the next couple days. Nothing. Submitted the appeal. We were suspended. Figured we'd be back on the 14th. And then all of a sudden, they just removed the strike. But they didn't communicate to me. I didn't get another email saying your appeal worked. I got no communications. There was no notification on the channel, no communications whatsoever. I just logged into our YouTube account, and the strike happened to be gone. It was just gone. And it wasn't like it was there and showed that it was in the past. It was removed as if it never existed. There was no record anywhere of the strike ever having existed, which you would solve normally by having store, you know, standard things like tracking numbers and say, hey, what happened to this issue? There is no tracking number, so it's just gone. It's, it's as if it magically never existed. So, uh, you know, we figured, well, maybe, maybe the appeal worked. Maybe they just, you know, who knows? But they, it's gone. Um, and obviously, because we have no way to communicate to YouTube to ask them about it, we can't say regarding this issue, uh, you know, we could say regarding this email, but we don't even have a way to contact YouTube. So no customer service in place, don't know what's going on. So we thought, hey, maybe the appeal worked. Uh, but then, then uh, a little over a day later, after it was restored magically, I got another email. Now, if you look, notice this email is on November 11th five in the morning, 
And it is the exact same email. A replica, it's the exact same issue, the exact same URL from the exact same video. This was, again, this is literally just a replica of the earlier strike. So we're back in YouTube jail. Except now, instead of getting out of YouTube jail by the 14th, the clock was reset. The clock was reset to November 11th being the start date, which means now we won't get out of jail until the 18th. So they've, ex- they've you know, effectively they've now extended our jail sentence without any justification, even by their own rules and standards. And there's literally nothing we can do about it. There's no one to talk. There's no recourse, no talking to anyone, nothing. Obviously, I submitted an appeal, but uh, that appeal, appeal is still sitting in purgatory. Uh, and I imagine that appeal will remain forever. Uh, in purgatory, just like the appeal on the warning has. Um, so, and, and so we have no visibility into the status. Now, <clears throat> to make matters worse, now that we have one strike against us, uh, that strike will now stand for 90 days, uh, also extended, by the way, by a few days because they hit the reset button on the clock. Um, in the meantime, who knows what other links the YouTube, you know, retroactive link police will uncover and decide are now bad and deserve. Uh, a second strike against us. Uh, and at that point, we'll be suspended for two weeks. So we've got almost 500 videos. And unlike the mainstream media, we link to our sources. So the chances are pretty high that whomever's harassing us at YouTube will tr- will be trying to find and maybe will find some other vector uh, to justify another strike against us. I do think a person is involved in this at YouTube, by the way. Um, the way in which the strike originally disappeared and then reappears makes, to me, it makes it pretty unlikely that there's an automated system that was completely in control the whole time. Maybe an automated system, you know, originally kicked something out or or flagged something, but an automated system doesn't behave this way in its entirety. Someone intervened at some point. Um, so someone's involved in this. And I believe someone at YouTube is harassing us and that they're looking for any possible way to shut unsafe space off. Um, remember, these pe- to these people, the ends justify the means, so they don't care about justifying what they're doing. Um, and YouTube's intentionally vague guidelines and opaque system make it very easy for any activist to get away with this stuff and they'll never get caught because there's literally no one we can tell. We can't, we can't even communicate to YouTube. There's no one to talk to about this. Um, so I think that the YouTube strike system is so patently dysfunctional that I find it hard to believe that it's an accidental design. I think YouTube doesn't want a functional system, uh, because under a functional system, bad behavior is hard to cover up or there's accountability under a functional system. And I don't think they want accountability. They like this activist type behavior, uh, going on. So I told you that I would explain also how we're going to try and avoid this in, in the future, how to, you know, this particular form of harassment in the future. It's pretty straightforward. Um, it's something you can do with your channel um, as well if you're if you're worried about, you know, if you're worried about this. So what we're doing now is instead of putting links in the uh, directly in the show description, we now put links over here. Let's see. Here you see it. Uh, we now put links over here. We put the link uh, to our own domain name that we control, and we don't put the actual links here. So we're in control of this domain. And this page, if you click on it, this page then contains 
the actual links. This page contains the actual links uh, that were used in the show. So this isn't foolproof, uh, but it does add a level of indirection uh, to the links here. And as long as we keep our domain free of malware and stuff, hopefully this won't trigger any community guidelines violations in the future. So that's it. I wanted to share what was going on, um, how unconscionable YouTube's behavior is here. It's completely unreasonable. No reasonable person would look at this and say this is fair and this is how you should treat your channels. Uh, but YouTube doesn't care. Uh, be aware of that. And uh, and that's it. Thanks for watching. Please don't forget to support us by visiting unsafespace.com slash donate because uh, we really don't know how much longer we're going to be uh, able to rely on YouTube as a revenue stream at all. So thanks, everyone. Think dangerously. Thanks for watching. If you're new to the channel, we have a deep content library that includes interviews with everyone from Mike Cernovich to Megan Murphy. So go check it out. If you'd like to see more, please consider supporting the show by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on all the major social media platforms, at least for now. And you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space chat on Telegram. See you there. Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by the Cathedral. Pay no attention to it. For your protection, the following co-conspirators have been unpersoned and marked for cancellation. Please report any sightings to your local Ministry of Love. Did you know that 97.1% of corporate media employees agree that corporate media is objective and fair? If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Here's a fun fact, the freedom of speech has never included the right to criticize Marxists. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.